Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. Dude, what is up? What is up? Happy episode 26 of the Kind Mind Project. And I say 26 because that's kind of a big deal. For the past 26 weeks, you and I have sat down to have a little conversation about our brains, right? And today is kind of a big day. The Kind Mind Project turns six months old today. Six months. For the past six months, you and I have been sitting down to have a conversation together. How wild is that? And the more that, that you and I are spreading the Kind Mind message, the more women are impacted by what we're trying to do here. So I would be remiss if I did not take a moment to thank you for what you have done for me and the Kind Mind in the past six months. We have moved mountains together. We have spread this message to over 7,000 women as of today, and I cannot thank you enough. I don't spread a message alone. I don't do this by myself. I don't walk the streets saying, hey, have you been kind to your mind today? I have women like you that are pressing play on this journey and deciding to share it with the women around them. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And happy six months to you. Happy six months to you too, dude. I had a conversation with a mentor of mine a couple days ago now, and I was talking to her really about what I wanted this to be, what I wanted to see happen for the Kind Mind Project. And to be honest, friend, I see a lot in our future. I see a lot down the path, but it made me think about what I thought at the beginning of this process, but also what I thought at the beginning of any growth process. And there's this little uncomfortable piece that kind of happens where your goals, they start to change. Your goals start to change and shift and they look different and you kind of get worried about maybe I'm going to upset people. Maybe this change is too big. Maybe I wasn't set out for the thing that I thought I was set out for. And I immediately started thinking of when I was in college. I don't know if you know this, but in undergrad, I told myself that I was going to be a high school English teacher. I loved literature and I loved learning about people's stories and and reading and writing. And I loved it, right? Um... I also loved musical theater. I I have a degree in musical theater and I love it very much. Um, And I told myself that I was going to direct high school theater and teach them English and dive into literature with them. And now, years later, I'm a therapist. 
I work with children's mental health and, and I sit here and I talk to you. My goals have changed. And I can't always say that that change was comfortable. Right? I went through four years of college and said, wait, that, I want something different. I want something different here. Something needs to change, but is it too late for me? And the answer was no. The answer was no. Now I am 26 years old, living in in an apartment by myself with a master's degree in social work, doing something that I love. And it wasn't too late to make that change. As you grow, you find yourself just wanting something different. Maybe not big amounts of different, but different, right? And as I sat with this mentor of mine, someone that I have admired from a growth perspective and a a business perspective, I started thinking about how I've set my own goals. And I realized, you know, sometimes that really set me up for failure. I talked to my patients and my kids at work all the time about how we set goals, how we set goals. And I'm sure that you've heard this. You're a go-getter kind of growth-oriented woman. I'm sure you've heard about setting smart goals, setting specific goals. What does that end goal look like? What does the finish line look like for you? Sometimes I haven't painted that picture extremely clearly. What does my end goal look like? Oh, now that is going to take some sit down pen to paper thought, right? But also, is my goal measurable? How am I going to measure it? How am I going to know that I'm successful? I think we've talked about this in previous chats with you and me, but like, why do I want this in the first place? But more so, how am I going to measure that I've done it? What's my success criteria? What does success look like in achieving this goal? Next in that SMART goal process, right? Is it attainable? Can it actually be attained right now? And that's not to to knock on my ability of whether I can achieve it or not or, or whether you can achieve it or not, but in this season of life, in this place that I'm finding myself in right now, 2020, COVID-19, the stress of work, my, my 20s, what, whatever stage of life you are finding yourself in, can it be attainable now? Not all in one day, but can this season of life support this goal? Also, is it relevant? Is it relevant? And we ask this for a number of reasons. We take a look at this for a number of reasons, but the big one is what is this going to help me with in the future? Why is this goal important? Why is this something that I should put effort and time into doing? How is it relevant to my overall vision? And last but not least, it needs to be time-based. And that's not to rush us into a season of success. That's not to rush us into, okay, all right, you set the goal. Now it's time to achieve it right now. No, it's got to be time-based. We got to put some skin in the game. We got to call our shot and put some skin in the game. When am I going to achieve this? What's the mile marker to which I'm going to achieve this? And also, what are some little baby steps along the way that I can set a time to as well? 
I realized for me, I wasn't setting sub goals. I wasn't setting little baby goals within my big one. I just knew I had a vision that was clear. But how was I going to have those little milestones to keep my achievement tank full? Because that's the thing, right? When we achieve a goal, it feels good. I don't know about you, but I am feeling myself. I feel good when I achieve something. And I realized that I was setting big goals without little milestones within it. With those milestones, I would be able to to feel that sense of accomplishment, that feeling of success more frequently, more often, to keep that achievement tank running, right? And then I noticed for myself too, I was not breaking it into stages of achievement. Here's the thing, I'm gonna be honest, girlfriend, I am a bit of an instant gratification person. At least I used to be. I wanted success so badly, but I wanted it now. I wanted to achieve that goal so badly, but I wanted it today. And what I realized was I wasn't setting stages, logical stages, logical checkpoints of where I could say, all right, I haven't achieved the big vision yet, but you know what I did do? I got to this checkpoint and I am that much closer, that much closer. And the last piece, of course, is we have to put all of this to action. Goals are great. Goals are great, but sometimes we spend so much time setting a goal that we don't put our pedal to the metal. We don't give ourselves action steps. Sitting down with her the other day, I really started to evaluate how I've been setting goals previously, but also kind of how I've been treating myself when those goals start to change. Listen, friend, I'm going to be honest, six months into the Kind Mind Project, I'm feeling a change coming. Something needs to change. And by change, I mean there is something more here for you and me. I had the opportunity to meet with a friend of mine and chat with her about, you know, a vision that I have for for this podcast and this overall mission that I have of the Kind Mind Project. And, And I kind of started to get this feeling of guilt, almost this feeling of shame that that my vision of my life previously had shifted. Now, listen. I'm going to be transparent with you. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I truly started the Kind Mind Project six months ago when I was working a business for specifically for health and fitness, something that I believe is truly important to someone's mental well-being, to their physical health, and something that I am still extremely passionate about, something that has brought me insane friendships that I wouldn't trade for the world, this beautiful sense of community that I I could not live without, and this sense of shame kind of walked into the room when I was talking to her. And it again got me thinking about when my goals change, which they are currently in real time with you, when my goals change, what do I do? <laughs> What the heck do I do, dude? Suddenly, my goals are different, and what I want is different, and what I'm working towards is different, and how the heck am I supposed to cope with all that? 
How am I supposed to navigate all that? So today, literally today, less than 24 hours ago, I had a little sit down with myself. And I'm hoping that this is helpful for you when you encounter this kind of a change in vision and goal as well. And I got a bit real with myself. I'm not going to lie. I gave myself a stern talking to. Number one, when my goals start to change, I need to accept it. I need to accept it. Listen, that goal changed for a reason. You want something different for a reason. Maybe it isn't even that you want something different. Maybe it's that you want something more. I hear you. It's scary. Your gut just told you, yeah, I know I want that thing, but damn, Em, it's terrifying. You're right. Change is scary. Ambition is scary. But I have to accept that there's something in my gut telling me to do something different. There's something in my gut telling me to make a pivot, to make a change. And then I have to take some time to adjust my focus. I go back to the drawing board. I go back to stage one and I ask myself why this new goal matters. Why this pivot matters. Why this change of heart, this change in ambition, why it matters. And I put it down on paper. I spent a lot of time today, my friend, with me, a pen, and a piece of paper writing about this, writing about this project that we're working on together, this message that I so deeply want to share with the world, and how I have to adjust my focus for the future. And then I took some long, hard thinking about that feeling of shame that I had. That feeling of shame that I had in my gut, and you know what I'm talking about. Maybe it's that you, you have this shame because you want something different than what your family has told you that you should want. You want something different than the family business or the family path or the family degree. You want something different than the traditional life that your family is having. Maybe it's this feeling of shame that, that you want something different or something altered to where your current environment, your friends, your relationships, they're not exactly on the same path as where you think you're headed now. And that could be scary. What are they going to think of me? How, how are they going to treat me after I make this shift? Are they going to stick around for the growing pains? Are they going to stick around for the messy part of change that I'm about to walk into? It's scary. I hear you. But the realization that I stepped into today, like a couple of hours ago, and one that I hope you do too, is that I am not ashamed of this pivot. I'm not ashamed of of what I want for this goal on my heart because you know what? I had that gut feeling for a reason. I have that vision for a reason. And I'm not here to please everyone else around me. I'm here to live this life for me. I'm here to live this life for the thing that I set out to do. And if that changes tomorrow, it changes tomorrow. But I'm going to do it for me. And when I say that we are going through this together in real time, dude, I'm not joking. 
as I speak to you in your ear holes, I have to take this last step on with you. I have to give myself time to adjust. This is different. This is is something that I never really thought I was going to want or work towards. When I started this podcast, I didn't say, you know, I, I want this to be to be something more than me sitting down to chat with with women that I believe in. I didn't know. And six months later, it wants to be more. So I'm gonna let it be. But I also need to give myself time to adjust to that change. To adjust to that that tweak in goal, that tweak in vision. And the tweak in the action steps that I need to take in order to get there. Because the biggest thing that I think I realized before I even knew that this was a new goal that I had was I wasn't as consistent or as driven about the goals that I had before. And maybe you felt the shift too. Maybe you felt while in college like I had experienced or stepping into a career or or feeling like a need for a change in a career path. Maybe you felt this too, this feeling of like, I don't feel as called to this anymore. I don't feel as driven or or I don't feel this want to be as consistent. And I was reading up on it because, shocker, Emily's a nerd that way. I was reading up on it and I was like, you know what? I'm not as consistent about this because I'm not getting myself as excited as I was when I started. We know by this point that, that motivation does not grow on trees, Right. The alarm doesn't go off and we're suddenly motivated to tackle all of our goals. No, we know that. Motivation is born through passion, is born through vision. And maybe I was seeing a shift in my consistency because I was seeing a shift in my passion. And I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm going to adjust my focus and I'm going to accept that this is a change on my heart. But I'm also going to have to learn how to navigate that with others. That's something that you and I are going to have to do in real time. Maybe that's a change that you're experiencing currently. 2020 has thrown us a dumpster fire. We know that. Maybe that has brought its own set of of passion changes for you. Or career changes or relational changes. Maybe we learn how to navigate that together. What do you say? You and me over there in the DMs on Instagram chatting about how we're going to navigate this change in goals. Because I'm no expert. That's why the Kind Mind Project works. Because of women like you and me wanting to come to the same table and have a conversation. Who knew that in six months you and I would still be sitting here with 7,000 other women experiencing this message? And continuing to spread it to others. That's why this works. I'm no expert. And neither of you. And and goals are going to change every day. But you and I still have this beautiful place where we can sit down and have a conversation about it. So I encourage you to slide over into my DMs. 
and chat with me about how those goals have changed. How are goals changing for you? How are you pivoting gracefully, or in my case, sometimes not so gracefully, and accepting it for what it is? As I mentioned when you first press play today, thank you so much for the past six months, for believing in the Kind Mind Project, for sharing it with your friends, and for doing your part in encouraging the women around us to continue to be kinder to themselves in a world that sometimes doesn't encourage us to do so, right? But you and me, we're doing it together, and I could not be more proud. So go let those goals change. Go let that vision pivot and give yourself grace in the process. I'm not ashamed of a change in a goal, but I accept that there are some action steps that I need to take in order for that pivot to work. I love you, my friends. I, I am so proud to be on this journey with you, to be here six months later, still sitting down, you and I, to chat about our kind minds. And I cannot wait for what's in store for our future. You go tackle this week, and I will see you next time. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this weirdo in your journey. If you vibed with this episode, I would love to connect with you on social media. Go take your takeaways to your Instagram story and tag me so I can thank you for spreading a message that is near and dear to my heart. Thank you for letting me sit in the passenger seat of your personal growth journey. I want to hear about the mountains that you are moving, but... Until next time, stay kind to that mind, girlfriend. I'll talk to you soon.